thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I'm here with the sensational co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He's the effervescent 40-year-old, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. 40. That's the first time I've been called 40. I'm well, thanks, Marcus. Love it. 40. I love it, mate. Oh, Congratulations. 40. Aren't our parents 40? I'm sure that mums and dads are supposed to be 40. It's a weird yeah. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Just, uh, Damo, I, I really am looking forward to today's podcast, not because you are 40, yeah. because we've got plenty of podcasts to enjoy you being 40, and uh, no doubt our listeners enjoyed our last couple of podcasts where we were celebrating the fact that you were so much older and wiser now that you're 40, Damo. So much wiser, <laughs> so much. It's amazing. It just ticks over and it all just floods, just floods in. It's amazing. It's the best. It's the best. But Damo, we have got a very special guest on very today special. because... We are very excited to announce that a brand new podcast is about to be joining the Wellness Couch Network. And before I introduce uh, Stuart Hayes, I might uh, like to tell people a little bit about um, Stuart and a little bit about the podcast uh, because it's always exciting. It's like having a new baby when you have a new podcast come on the couch, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Giving birth to Stuart Hayes. (laughs) That's it. So, uh, Stuart, let me introduce you. You are are what many people in the business world call an enigma. You are a member of that rare group of people who have trained and worked with elite uh, consulting organizations, um, the, uh, organizations such as KPMG, Anderson Deloitte, so you've led businesses as a CEO at the tender age of 28, um, that being in Australia, Asia and the UK. You've worked within environments and for clients as diverse as multinational corporations, governments, royal families, private companies and then consciously stepped away from the hustle and bustle to bring their learning, training, and experience within reach of businesses, teams, and entrepreneurs. You are about to launch Careers Unplugged on the Wellness Couch, and Stuart Hayes, a very warm welcome to 100 Not Out. <laughs> Marcus and uh, Damien, the effervescent 40-year-old, thank you very much. <laughs> well, Stuart, it's, it's really it's exciting. Yeah, you are busy, Damo. It's really exciting to have you on because Damo and I often talk about you know career longevity, and we speak to a lot of these people, either experts or people that are aging well and doing it well. And I just remember even our interview recently with Charles Eukster, who's a 93 year old um, uh, British man living in Switzerland, but uh, he was telling us that the biggest thing with his longevity was a love of work. And yeah. what you guys are going to be talking about with Rich Sayer on Careers Unplugged is how to get the most out of your professional life, and um, it's fair to say that you've obviously lived a pretty fulfilling professional life. Do you want to share with us, you know, how it came to be and, and why it really does push your button so much? Oh, absolutely, Marcus. Uh, and it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. Um, but funnily enough, it started off, and to be honest, it was it was hard. You know, I uh, I make no pretense about it. Sitting on the hill at uh, Monash University in Clayton and. Uh, um, looking at and feeling and living a lifestyle that I loved, not having any money. I was a student, you know, as an undergrad. And I decided that what I wanted to do was was to have that lifestyle, but actually to have one uh, in which I had an income. 
Um, you did try but, a few ways, didn't you, Stu? Uh, I, I certainly have. Uh, <laughs> but much to my disappointment, uh, a year or so later, I graduated from Monash and um, went out into the world um, and picked up a job at KPMG, uh, joined as a graduate. Uh, and to be honest, it's, I sort of fell into that. It wasn't something that I really wanted to do at that age. I was 21. I'd had a fantastic summer. And next thing you know, I've got a suit on. Uh, the Olympic Games of 92 was looming and I wasn't in Barcelona. I was in Melbourne and, uh, and I was in a, a big accounting and advisory firm. I didn't work in the accounting area, but the policy was that you had to become a qualified accountant and I just found it bloody hard to be honest. Um, <laughs> I understand. I was, you remember I, I did two and a half years of first year accounting, so I can't even imagine oh, having to become mate. an accountant. Gee. Okay, I, I do know that, DK. and. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to say it's tough. It's t- it was tough, but I learned many lessons through it. There's no question. Um, shall I just continue and, t- and let you know what happened next? Because Please it do. does get interesting. <laughs> sorry, there's, Stuart, there's... I, thought, I thought you were going to continue. I interrupted. I'm sorry, mate. You keep, keep talking because I'm, I'm enthralled. The, the transformation for me actually happened when I left KPMG uh, and I went to another firm called Anderson who was regarded as the best in the world at the time. Uh, now, I didn't believe there'd be much of a shift or quality change, but I was uh, unprepared for it, to be honest. It was, um, I'd left a, a fantastically well-oiled machine as a, as a functioning business at KPMG and went into an environment where the caliber of the people and the work was just a quantum hire. Uh, and being a, a pretty competitive character, for me, that, that was a challenge that, that I needed to step up, um, and I did. And the... The sequence of things that happened after that were really not um, through my own focus so much, perhaps at the time, but the outcome of the work I'd done outside of my professional career um, in developing myself um, for, for three or four or five years before that, that meant that I became in a position to take advantage of opportunities as they became available. and. Suddenly, I, was, I found myself living in Asia with Anderson, uh, working with the World Bank, working with the International Monetary Fund in trying to fix Thailand. Uh, I got exposed to the, the number two or three person in the world at Anderson at the time, wow. who was my ultimate boss. Uh, and he said, you know what, do you want to come work with me? Um, we do the best work in the world. I said, absolutely. Uh, and suddenly at 28, I was running a company for a client um, the client was the Sultan of Brunei, richest man in the world, and the company had more than a thousand staff. And, and you know, this was my introduction to being a professional leader. Um, wow, and you know, I, I had to learn fast, and I had a great support umbrella, uh, right place, right time, no question. And it really just escalated from there. Wow, that's uh, that's an incredible story, Stu. Um, I, I remember times when I was studying to be a naturopath and I thought I was working hard. I was coming to KPMG and I was studying late at night and we'd go down to Russell Street and we'd jump on... Um, Alpine Racer. Alpine Racer. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd, uh, we'd have a little sneaky break in there and you'd get back to your mm-hmm. work and I'd get back to my study. Uh, but little did I know that you were working that hard, um, just, just you know, really setting up your career to then move into Anderson after that. So that's congratulations. That sounds amazing. You know what I find, Stu... Um, and I find this a lot in my practice as a as a chiropractor, is a lot of people do tend to burn out. They burn out, uh, it seems, first in their career, 
And then next in their relationship, have you noticed that when people don't love? And then their next career, in their health, Damon. Well, I think they kind of their health kind of a decline in their health goes hand in hand with the, a lack of enjoyment of their job, and then that affects their relationships around them, and then ultimately it affects their family relationship until that all falls apart. Um, have you noticed that, Stu? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, and I know that. You know, trying to hold all of them together if you're heading in the wrong direction in particular, is almost impossible. Uh, and ultimately for me, that was the decision I made to leave a career that I was having a lot of fun in, um, no question, and to go out and begin the path of doing things for myself, which I always had known was inevitable, even as I sat on the hill at Monash, um, because I sincerely believed and recognised that you have to do what you love. And in fact, that's been a theme that's come through, uh, you know, the 15 or 16 Careers Unplugged interviews we've had to date. The theme of doing what you love has been central to every single guest who's had an incredible, successful career. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because Damo and I often talk about that with, you know, interviewing 100-year-olds and 90-year-olds and the rest, and they're, they're not bored, and they're not bored because they're doing what they love. And that's, it seems to be so simplistic. But then I was also going to ask you, Stu, I'm sure you know the stats more than I do, but there's a lot of people out there that are working jobs that they don't love. Um, <laughs> as a trainer, like it seems so obvious when we say that, listen to everyone that's being interviewed and they're all doing what they love. But a lot of people go, but I don't, one, they'd say, I don't know what I love, or they'd say, well, I know what I love, but that's too hard to do. As a trainer, like how do you help people get out of that and actually, you know, help them to, I don't know if it's pluck the courage to do what they love, but what, how do you do that? What do you do? Good question, Marcus. Uh, and, and funnily enough, it's the same. There's an the approach we use um, at Make It Big Training, which Rich and I to do this, is exactly the same process that I that I use in coaching with CEOs and leaders and with companies. Um, and there's a process that we guide people through to help them find what it is that they should be doing. Um, but to start with, you, you sort of have to also work out where you're starting from and be very pragmatic about that. Because it may be that you know you would love to be an astronaut, but if you're a, a 65-year-old um, person um, who's not perhaps positioned themselves in life to make that leap to become an astronaut, you're going to struggle. Mm. Um, so there is the journey towards doing what you love um, doesn't necessarily start straight away. Mm. Uh, and in fact, I'm a big believer that if you love what you do, even if it isn't what you would love to do the most, but if you love what you do every day and you have that attitude of gratitude, that doors generally start to open and you'll sort of head down the pathway towards that. That is super. I think that's so true. I think it was Bob Proctor that said it's not what you do, it's how you do it. So whether you're you're cleaning floors or whether you're running a company of a 1,000 people, it's not what you're doing but it's how you're doing it. So that would for you almost be the first step with with people, yeah, is actually say, well, regardless of what it is that you're doing, whether you say you want a different career or not, you have to first begin to almost shift your attitude towards the activity. Mm. Yeah, look, I, look I, the way I look at it personally is I, I believe that, um, that life is short, you know, we, but we have this incredible opportunity to have a rich and joy-filled life. And it's certainly too short, short to have some, a life where we've got, you know, guilt or shame or anger or resentment. And, you know, it's certainly too short to, 
to not make a contribution as well. Um, you know, we, we need to make a contribution because when we do that, we get fulfilled. Um, so the starting point for me is actually to help people to look at where they are and, and do that really, really pragmatically, you know. So not just in terms of the job they've got but everything about their life. Um, where are you right now? Are you on a path to something great or not? That's pretty confronting, isn't it? It's very confronting. And look, it's hard to do, Damien. You know, and I know that for myself, I still choose to go out and, and ask people to help me do that because I'm an optimistic person yes. uh, and, I, and I won't see it realistically. I know that. I need to have people around me that can help me mm. or a process where I'm going to ask myself the tough questions that will lead me to making great decisions and having a good quality life. Mm, mm. Stu, it's um, it's a. I actually feel a little bit confronted just thinking about that. But I love my job. <laughs> I'm thinking about it too. I'm going, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I love my job. In fact, over the last few days, you know, I turned forty, and mm. I know that date stamps this particular podcast. But you know, so be it. Um, I've been in practice. We had forty balloons. We had you know big, beautiful balloons in my practice, healing balloons, and a big number forty in a balloon or two balloons. You know, like um, Robin Thicke's. Um, film clip, you know, those sorts of balloons, but it says yeah, four yeah, zero. Yeah. I uh, we had those, and people come and go. Did you work on your birthday? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, but I don't find it to be work because I love it, and I wouldn't want to share it with anybody else other than the people that I love, and I love all you guys. So I'm having a ball. So I love what I do, and I come to work, and I'm so inspired and excited. And I and many people go, they look at me as if to go, are you serious? Like, you, you actually you actually like what you do and so and I tend to find the people that love what they do I've got a, a, a great mentor um, you are you are one of my greatest mentors Stu and you know that but I've got another wonderful mentor his name is Max and um, and he keeps me on the straight and narrow as well and he loves to bits what he does and he's he's the busiest man I know but uh, there's a big energy difference when he walks in the room he lifts the energy of the place, even though the energy is already high. He lifts the energy and people just flock. They want to be around him. You tend to find that when people are engaged and love their job, they're on purpose, heading the right direction, they're doing what they love, that their energy is up and people want to flock to them. Do you find that? I do. Uh, and, and actually, it's also uh, an indicator as to whether or not you are doing what you should be doing. Um, and, and I think I'll ask this question to you guys, but do, have you found that when you're doing something that you absolutely love, that your own energy is higher? I, I find with our absolutely. interviews, we're always running out of time, aren't we, Damo? Because oh. we could talk forever. <laughs> ever, ever. And Marcus's energy, every time I speak to him, gets higher and higher. You know? Like he just, <laughs> you think that, the, that it's almost at the top and then you realize that he's miles away, but he's, he's more energetic than anybody else I know. And have you found that when your energy is higher, that you also have a domino effect, say like Max does for you, Damien? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And energy is such a powerful thing, right? You know, it, from the point of view that if your energy is low, you can bring down a whole room of people. If energy is high, you can boost a whole room of people. Mm. Um, yeah. and so it is. It, whatever you do and whatever you say, whatever you hear is contagious. I mean, for me, that was actually a catalyst, a, a, I guess a recognition that, that I was doing the wrong thing. You know, why did I step away from being a CEO at the age of... Uh, of you know beyond the effervescent forty, but just um, you know fourteen years of being a chief executive, I enjoyed it. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I never loved it. You know, but you I were so parts, good at it. You were so parts. good at it. Well, you know, I had I had success. You know, I, I had failure, no question. You know, I, I had failure as a CEO that that 
cost me almost my marriage and cost me huge financial amounts. Mm. Um, but you know, I think part of the value that I bring today to to people I work with is that that I've I've had huge failures and I'm not you know I'm yeah. very prepared to talk about them. Yeah. But aside from that, you know, that what I realised was that of all the things I did as a CEO, and I've always had the perspective that if you worked for me and I was your boss as a CEO, then and you wanted my job, then I would come in early and I would help you take my job from me. Um, and if you would come in early, then I would come in earlier to help you. So this was the spirit of what I did, and I realized I love that way more than the rest of being a CEO. Uh, and, and ultimately, you know, I led to being um, privileged enough to, I guess, be inspired and create a, a great leadership training program called Leadership Plus, start to deliver that around Australia and uh, on a stage. And, uh, and that led me to eventually plucking out the courage and saying, well, that's it. You know, my days as a CEO are finished. I am a professional coach and trainer and I want to help people be their best because that is going to change the world and that's why I do it and I love it and I would work on my birthday and I hope to be working on my birthday when I'm 100. (laughs) Keep listening to 100 of that and you'll be there. Yeah, we'll be interviewing you in in just over 50 odd years, hey? Absolutely, Marcus. Let's do it. Hey, um, Stu, you were talking earlier about energy and... um, Damo and I often saying that exercise is one of the key um, common traits of people that are aging well. Um, when we talk about, say, career wellness or career longevity, what if we're looking to draw to draw um, similarities here? What would be the exercise of career? Uh, that's a great question. Um, look, at the end of the day, education is very, very central to growth, and. You know, it's why people benefit from listening to podcasts. It's why they benefit from doing training programs and seminars and all those sorts of things. But beyond that, you actually have to put into practice the things you learn. And um, for me, you know, I guess the way that I do training is the same as the way that um, that I like to be trained. I like to receive information and then put it into practice in a day-to-day sense. Yeah. So as a trainer, I try to package it so that it makes it easy for people. As a participant, I'm always sitting there and I divide my – I'm a big note taker, so I'll write notes about what the person's saying and at the back of my notebook, I'm writing how I'm going to apply that. You know, So I'm always flicking back to front, back to front so that by the time I leave a training session, I've actually got a whole series of steps mapped out about where I'm going to apply what I'm learning in my life. Um, and that practice is exercise. It's like flexing a muscle, you know. You repeat the flexing of the muscle, the muscle gets stronger. Um, you practice in the areas that you're not good at and you get better in those areas. You know, you fuel yourself with good um, fuel to protect your attitude and your attitude will change. You know, you'll be more positive if you do gratitude exercises, if you uh, do affirmations and all these types of things. You know, you, if you listen to, to good positive um, speakers, if you read good positive books, if you avoid the news and, and things that don't serve you, you protect your attitude, you keep your energy high um, and success breeds success. So it's, it's, a, it's a full court press to use a, a basketball parlance. Yeah, you know, you've got to do a whole lot. You know, you, you've got to do everything you can realizing that your health, your physical health, you know, your, your aspiration to be 100 one day or more, which I have, um, is all part of being the best you can every day. Stu, um, we're almost out of 
time, but you know, we'd love to know more about Careers Unplugged. It's beginning this Thursday. Um, tell us who you've interviewed. Give us some insights. Um, what have you well, learned? Um, look, that's that's been a, such a privilege. You know, we've had uh, Cindy O'Meara. Uh, another wellness couch participant. We've had Damien Kristoff. We've had uh, Olympic gold medalist Stephen Bradbury. We've had uh, rock star Ross Wilson. We've had comedian legend Vince Sorrenti, uh, cricket and sporting and media legend Max Walker, uh, you know, actor Peter Rosethorn. Look, seriously, it's been there's been so many people uh, in such a short period. We've had legends of Hollywood and Broadway. We've had. Um, People wow. that have shared the stage with Michael Jackson, um, they've shared their pain, they've shared their hardship, they've been open and honest, and they've always done it because they want to give something back to the world, to people that also want to change, and that's why we all do it, and it's just a beautiful journey. Well, uh, Stuart, on behalf of Damien and myself, sincere thanks for joining us on 100 Not Out today, and all the best with Careers Unplugged, and all the best with Make a Big Training and everything that you're doing, thanks. and um, and Again, may may the rest of your life, Stuart Hayes, be the best of your life. <laughs> nice. And may the effervescence be with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damo, it's been a privilege to join you, um, oh, 40-year-old wise one, um, on 100 Not Out today. But remember, folks, we'd always love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways, but the best is to go to our website at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Also, you can join us now on Facebook. Just search for 100 Not Out and join us um, officially on Facebook. And remember, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the up-and-coming Careers Unplugged. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.